Welcome to the American Coinot Podcast. Since 1960, American Coinot Magazine has been the independent voice of the self-service laundry industry. I'm your host and editor of the magazine, Bruce Beggs. I've served American Coinop since 2011 and am in my 31st year as a reporter editor. In episode one, we're going to discuss the potential for taxation of self-service laundries and how the Coin Laundry Association organizes efforts to keep laundries exempt. Joining me is Paul Hansen, a third-generation store owner from Chicago, where his five Nueva Lavenderias and a Mr. Sudsy laundromat dot the map along the Windy City's western edge. Paul currently serves as the president of the Illinois Coin Laundry Association. In this past June, at the Clean Show in Las Vegas, he was named the CLA's National Member of the Year. He joins me by phone from his home. Paul, welcome, and thank you for being the first guest of the American Coin Out Podcast. Oh, thanks, Bruce. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm honored to be the first one. Paul, I'd like to begin our conversation about self-service laundry taxation from a broad view and then get into a local Chicago tax that impacts you and other store owners here directly. Uh, for many okay. years, the CLA has made it a top legislative priority to protect the exemption from sales tax enjoyed by the self-service laundry industry in most states. Can you describe CLA's advocacy efforts surrounding this issue for us? Yeah, the uh, national CLA has been very uh, proactive on this. They have a legislative monitoring uh, service so that whenever something like this pops up in a state, uh, they're sure to either uh, notify the local uh, affiliate, or if there's not an affiliate, they uh, they try and uh, take care of it themselves and see what they can do to uh, prevent this. You know, once it gets to our uh, once it get, you know gets to a, a local affiliate like ourselves, and then it's up to the affiliate uh, with the support of the national CLA to. Uh, spearhead the effort and uh, you know, activate its members and, and try and get everyone together and uh, do what we can to uh, eliminate uh, this threat. Why is it so important that the sales tax exemptions for self-service laundries remain in place? Well, because it, it, it would be a uh, very difficult tax. I mean, in many states, uh, you know, I can speak to Chicago here, we have almost over a 10% sales tax, which would be the same rate that the service tax would be, which would be, you know, mean a de facto 10% gross receipts tax on, on laundries. Um, I think that's real important because we're already having some uh, margins that are being shrunk by other other taxation that's been coming down and wages. And, uh, you know, it's just difficult to raise prices that much given the uh, makeup of our customer base. Well, let's talk about your customer base for a moment related to taxation. There would have to be kind of a trickle-down effect. If these sales tax or if a sales tax, an additional sales tax was charged to a self-service laundry like yours, I mean, you know, you really would be in a position where you'd almost have to, it seems to me you'd almost have to kind of pass that cost along somehow, and that's going to impact, uh, you know, populations, low-income and otherwise vulnerable populations that might not be able to uh, to weather that. Isn't that true? Exactly, exactly. I mean, where we're unique uh, among a lot of businesses that are out there is that our clientele is uh, concentrated on lower-income people. It's We don't have a whole lot of... Uh, Upper income people coming in visiting our laundromat. It's really a low income, uh, low income business. Um, and those are our clientele and they're the ones who, uh, least can afford it. So it's a pretty, this type of tax would be pretty regressive on them. A few years ago, the Iowa Self Service Laundry Association played a major role in getting legislation passed to exempt self service laundries in that state from paying sales tax as high as 9%. How did that victory in Iowa impact CLA's advocacy efforts? Well, it definitely gave us uh, gave us hope. I mean, to have one of our neighbor uh, states here 
see the wisdom of exempting laundries really helped our argument when talking to legislators about it. Say, hey, you know, look what they did in Iowa. They even realized that this was a mistake, and and they rectified that. Let's not get in the same position where we got to go back and and revisit this again after the pain has already been inflicted on the on the on our customers. Do you think that uh, CLA learned from Iowa's efforts and is kind of using some of the same tactics or, or learned what worked best for them and then is putting that forth in efforts in other states? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I talked to the uh, president of the Iowa Association, uh, Daryl Johnson, uh, many times about this because he spearheaded that effort and uh, he gave me a lot of great ideas and a lot of motivation and, and ways to handle this. So it, it's to have something like that happen to have that kind of resource available is really, uh, really important. In talking to him, did you kind of learn how long a process something like this might take from the time that uh, a uh, sales tax is proposed or, you know, then is passed, how long it might take for efforts, lobbying efforts, I'm assuming, how long it would take for those to be effective to the point where the tax would be repealed or at least lowered? Well, I mean, he, he did give us an idea how long it took them, but every state is a little different. Uh, okay. In our state of Illinois here, uh, our effort took a lot longer just because our legislature and our governor have been in such a such a fight with each other that for many months on end, they weren't even having meetings down in the uh, Capitol. So there wasn't even anyone to lobby <laughs> at that point. And it was more talk. There wasn't a specific bill out there as of yet to really work on. So it made it a little difficult. So every state and every area would be different, I think, on that. Okay. Well, uh, laundry owners can be happy that the majority of states do exempt self-service laundry from their sales tax. And it's my understanding that only Hawaii, New Mexico, and West Virginia charge laundry sales tax. But I have to say, for that reason, some members of our audience might be thinking, well, I do business in a state that would never tax me in that way. I've got nothing to worry about. What do you say to that? Well, I mean, just read the news. I mean, states are scrambling for revenue. Uh, even though the economy seems to be clicking along at this point, I think years and years of over overspending by states, they're looking way to raise more revenue. And uh, as our economy uh, has become more service-based and less uh, product-based, I think it's you know it's real easy for them to say, hey, let's let's take a piece of this. It's a big piece of our economy that's being untaxed. So I think the uh, I think it's important to monitor this because I think it's going to continue to come up and has to be uh, be ready to be countered in our particular industry, uh, whenever it pops its head up. Part of what we're talking about here is a state sales tax issue, but there are also local issues, you know, local legislation that might impact a laundry. For example, water rates, which we'll get into in a second regarding Chicago, but what kind of approach do you take in terms of staying on top of local legislation versus state national legislation? Uh, we just you know keep monitoring the news, uh, keep watching things. Um, we have we're fortunate that we have a small association, but uh, we have some very active members who uh, keep eye on these things as well. And uh, there's a few of us, and when we see something, we we immediately call each other and start talking about it and how it will affect us and what we can we do. Uh, let's continue to speak uh, about local legislation, and let's actually hone in on a on a topic that's probably near and dear to your heart. Probably not for a good reason, but let's turn our attention to Chicago and to a local tax that's creating a burden for self-service laundry owners in uh, the Windy City. Water rates in the city of Chicago are relatively high, and now it has begun implementing a sizable tax on water that started at 7.5% and is expected to climb over the next few years until it reaches a 30% rate. Can you tell us how that tax came about and how it impacts your businesses? Well, it came about just a simple... Uh 
simple matter of the uh, city of Chicago has, uh, for years and years, has uh, underfunded its pensions, uh, and they're pretty generous pensions to begin with. Um, so as time went on, these you know, as they gave sweeter and sweeter packages to the employees, they never funded those. So it reached a point where money was out. It started when our mayor, uh, Mayor Emanuel, took office. The first thing he did uh, in his first first term, first year in office, was double the water rate over four years. So that was a big hit. Our rate was relatively low, consider you know, from what uh, the rest of the country was seeing. But then again, we have a a giant lake right next to us here, so um, you could you know, it should it should be a little bit lower. <laughs> right. But uh, he he doubled the rate in order to uh, put some money into infrastructure and and rebuilding some of the water you know, water uh, system here in Chicago. But then this last uh, year ago, October, um, he passed another budget where he implemented this water tax with, with the sole purpose of using it to fund uh, some of the pensions. Yeah, and, and so what has that meant, that, you know, those additional costs, what has that meant to your business? I don't want you to give any trade secrets away, but what kind of an impact has it had? Why are you fighting it as much as you are? Well, because we've had, you know, you know, we will pass this on. I mean, and members have been passing this cost on, but it's we've kind of had a triple whammy here in Chicago over the last few years um, as far as cost cost to our business. Uh, you know, first there was the uh, doubling of the water rate, and then now this tax. But in addition, we've had approximately a thirty percent increase in commercial property tax rates uh, again to cover pensions, and then they've. Uh, we're in the process of raising the minimum wage from 8.25 a few years ago to a current rate of 11, and then it's going to be going to 13 over the next year and a half. So all those costs have really shrunk the margins for our business, and you know we have no no option but to raise prices. But you reach a point where people who don't have the money can't afford it. You, you can almost price yourself out of the market. You can only raise prices so much on low-income people. So we can't really do anything about property taxes. We're not going to do, be able to do anything against the minimum wage. So water seemed to be the natural, uh, you know, natural battle we could fight and, and win. And an ordinance has been introduced that could get uh, businesses like yours a full refund. Can you tell our audience about that effort and where things now stand? Yeah, we, we started uh, almost immediately after uh, the water tax was passed. Uh, we actually started as it was being introduced to try and fight the tax, but uh, I mean it was uh, it was a done deal at that point. We we were kind of that we weren't going to stop the whole thing, so um, we didn't know that at the time, but we, we did what we could. But right after that, we engaged a uh, lobbying firm. Well, one of the members who is a actually is a second-generation laundry owner, owns a couple laundromats in the south side of Chicago, and, and she's been with the city at various roles and, and now is independent. And uh, her and her partner uh, were engaged by us to, uh, to fight this. Um, it's been a long slog. Uh, we've had some fits and starts. At first, it was just educating people, trying to educate some of the aldermen and find aldermen that were uh, sensitive to the issue, who would be, who'd be willing to listen to it. You know, at one point we had a, a pretty powerful alderman who was going to sponsor legislation, and then he kind of got cold feet and kind of disappeared, so we had to had to scramble around, and we, we found another alderman who was willing to. And uh, actually he, he did introduce, a, uh, introduce a, an ordinance in December that would uh, refund coin laundries, and we had, we had quite a few sponsors, and we think we have enough votes uh, but if we need to get some of the more uh, powerful aldermen, the gatekeepers who can squash legislation on board. Right. So uh, 
uh, that's our next step. In fact, we've got a meeting uh, with uh, one of the more powerful aldermen's uh, staffers about this. He has some questions and some concerns. So see what we need to do to uh, to make it palatable to him and, and actually get it to move forward. I wish luck on that. For those in our audience who want to learn more about tax issues like these or, and how they can get involved, what can they do? Well, I would say, you know, get involved in your local affiliate if you have one. Unfortunately, laundry owners, it sometimes it's like herding cats, you know, trying to get them together and work together. Uh, a lot of them have trouble working with each other, are afraid they're going to be given secrets and, and stuff. You don't have to be doing that. You don't have to be, tra- you know, giving your trade secrets. But when it comes to this stuff, it's important to have a group together. You need to be able to raise funds. These are not inexpensive endeavors. I mean, we've, we've spent quite a bit of money on this and, and are still trying to raise funds. But, you know, get involved and have a group so that when something like this happens, you can activate and move quick. Otherwise, you're just going to get run over. Well, thanks, Paul. And with that, I'm going to close today's inaugural American Coin Op podcast. Paul, thank you again for lending your expertise, and I'll be sure to follow your association's continued efforts. Best of luck. All right. Thank you, Bruce. I appreciate it. The American Coin Op podcast is a production of American Trade Magazine's LLC Chicago with music written by Nazar Ryback and provided by Hook Sounds. For more information about future podcasts, visit our website at americancoinop.com or consult The Wire, our weekly e-newsletter. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter to stay informed about these podcasts, along with news and information from around the industry. For American Coin Op, this is editor Bruce Beggs saying your cycle is up. <laughs>